episode two of Cross Atlantic Gaming. I'm your host, Risky the Kid, and joining me this week are my hosts, co-hosts, Chocolate Bear. <laughs> How you doing, guys? And Doc H1X1. Hey, what's up? How you guys been this week? It's been one week since episode one. Now we're on episode two. What's been going on? Not much. Not you. <laughs> and we were both waiting for each other. Chocolate, how was your, how was your week? Uh, busy week, family, looking after the kids. Um, not much gaming, unfortunately. Um, managed to jump into State of Decay 2, which was good. I was say, we'll, we'll hold off on that, because I'm yeah. assuming we're all going to have a lot to say on that. Did you get anything else played besides State of Decay 2? Really? At all? Yeah, I may have jumped into FIFA as well. This will be nice. a long was, running. I was asking how Pro Club is going. Uh, I got promoted again. So we're nice. in Division 7. Nice. I've got some uh, footage to edit, which is mind-numbingly boring. Two hours worth of it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that will be up shortly once I get my backside in gear. And then I'm off to see Solo tonight. Oh, nice. I went nice. and saw that. It was Friday night. Um, good. I think you're in, for, you're in for a treat. Is it good? I, I thought so. I was nervous about the casting of Han. I think it's just kind of a different... A different take on him, which I think is fine, I guess. But everything else about that movie is really good. So, good. I think you're in for a treat. Yeah, um, speaking of things we do outside of video games, though, Ross had a question that he wrote in. He wants to know, what do we like to do um, at our leisure besides video games? So, what hobbies do you guys have outside of games? Go on, Doc. Not a lot lately, pretty much. This is my last week of uh, a lot of extra work. But normally, uh, if that's not... You know, just a bunch of overtime is going on. I would probably say I like to, I don't know, I like to tinker around with electronics and stuff a lot. So I just got through uh, building a PC for a friend. Um, so I really like to, I really like to, I guess, uh, dabble in that kind of stuff, I guess. Yeah, but cool. uh, I don't know. It's pretty much uh, that or just like me and my wife like to go hiking. Uh a lot not like hardcore hiking but just like three or four mile trails stuff like that um four miles seems like a lot i don't it, know it doesn't sound like a lot but like if it's like uh <laughs> if it's like a high uh, graded like trail or like a considered like moderately difficult or higher like it, it could be kind of rough so no i was saying that sounds like plenty yeah yeah so you know it's one of the it's one of those things where like somebody listening being like ah they don't they don't hike the appalachian what a bunch of wusses but that's like <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'd say that's probably the, the other main thing me and my wife like to try to do, especially during the summer months and stuff. And, uh, but other than that, yeah, mostly, mostly just full around with some electronics, like making PCs. Uh, I got a couple raspberry pies I made recently for some friends, uh, for may or may not have downloaded, uh, ROMs and stuff. I don't know. That's illegal. I would never do that. But (laughs) if they did, you know, that's their (laughs) prerogative. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so pretty much that, though. Pretty much uh, hiking, video games, uh, PCs, stuff like that. Nice. Um, I'm definitely down with the hiking thing. We have two dogs, so... Oh, yeah. Going on hikes benefits everyone. <laughs> Makes them tired, <laughs> so they're not barking the whole right. time I'm trying to record a podcast. <laughs> um, I'm also big into tabletop games. On and off, but I've got a giant collection of like board games and stuff like that so i do a good amount of that but then other than that tv and movies i think they take up all the time that's not video game time for me 
right, right. So, do so, you yeah. guys hike just for just to get out, or do you do it as a kind of a fitness um, type? Probably, probably both. Um, my wife, uh, before I even met her, she liked to she liked to do that, um, and that's something she's got me more into. Um, and that we happen to live in an area to where there's a lot of uh, state parks and stuff around, so there's no shortage of like a bunch of different like trails and hikes and things like that so uh it just kind of works out to where we're in an area where it's pretty convenient and um yeah i don't know it's one of those things to where basically as soon as it warms up or to where it's at least like 50 something and above we pretty much try to make a point to go out and uh do it like once or twice a week if possible um you know depending on our schedules but it's it's a good kind of fun uh, activity that we can kind of share and stuff so it's pretty good yeah, I'm the same way. It's not really like an exercise thing, although it is probably like the most exercise I do get. <laughs> so but yeah, same. Yeah, it's, it's definitely more of a just just get outdoors. So I don't feel like a lazy piece of shit when I'm yeah. just sitting here. Because <laughs> let me tell you, I am inside on video games. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. otherwise, yep. Something feels off about being locked inside my office when it's 85 degrees out and sunny. <laughs> I don't know. I can't put a finger on it though. Just don't get it. My, myself, I'm I'm a, bit, a little bit like you, Risky, kind of TV, movies, and obviously the only free time I get, me and the wife sitting sit in front of the TV. Most of it's kind of <laughs> dug up with the kids, taking them out, trying to walk them like dogs to knacker them out so they can go for their naps. That's, you know, that's, we're the same person pretty much. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Dogs, kids, yeah. whatever. Same, well, to be fair, they all near enough do the same thing. Up until a certain age. <laughs> Eat you shit just can't lock and... yours outside. <laughs> well, you can, or but can you... You? <laughs> it, it, it would be oh, frowned well, upon, and, wouldn't it? Uh, okay, what what's the timestamp here for me to... <laughs> um, yeah, as long as the neighbors yeah. don't see, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, so Doc, did you get to play anything this week uh, outside of State of Decay? <laughs> um... I got back in uh, Sea of Thieves a little bit. Nobody, nobody freak out. <laughs> Just going to leave it short for next week. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got back into that a little bit just to uh, kind of... Make sure limb- you're ready for the hunger. Yeah, leap. well, limber up a little bit, I guess, because I guess they have changed. They've made a lot of little quality of life changes in, since I've last played, so uh, it was cool to see a lot of that. And um, Pretty much the same game is still there, so if anybody's worried, it's still there. Nothing's... Nothing major has changed, so uh, what? yeah, you know. <laughs> Did anyone see on Twitter? Uh, someone tweeted out they got a gold hoard of like sixty k. I believe it because oh. they have patched. So that's the one thing I wanted to try out yesterday. I actually got on with a buddy yesterday and was like, supposedly they've uh, patched where you get better rewards and you're not just getting like you know you're not getting like a level thirty five uh, gold hoarders and you get like five castaway chests, yeah. which is just like. You know, FML at that point. Yeah. Um, and I we tried it out, and we got like three maps, and two out of the three maps had five X's on them. Now I don't know if that's average now, uh, and I will say, you know, it's not like we got all captains' chests, but we didn't get one uh, castaway. So there's that. Um, so it does look like they've improved that a little bit. Um, I will say they they made. I thought this was a joke on Twitter at first, but I guess it's legit. Um, they made a point to say that uh, they were up in sharks and stuff leading into the DLC next week. And if you hop in the water for like a second at this point, if you hop online, 
literally like five or ten sharks will spawn in your area. Jesus, literally. no. <laughs> it's it's psychotic at this point. That's kind of awesome though, right? Leading into the hungering <laughs> deep kind of makes it, sense. It, it, it's cool for like the first two times you hop in, and then you're like, oh man, this is <laughs> like go down to the sunken ship, you're swimming back to your boat, you look behind you, and there's like literally six sharks swimming at you. You're like, oh, okay, cool. And what do you have, five bullets in all your guns? It's kind of tough. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, nice. The only thing that was out of the ordinary for me that I played um, was that Lego Marvel Marvel Super Heroes 2, I think it is. Maybe. I bought it oh, on my yeah. Switch mm-hmm. on a whim, just with all the with Infinity War and all this Marvel stuff. I was like, man, I could really go for a Marvel game. And then once you get into it and you're a couple hours in, you're like, yeah, this is still just a Marvel <laughs> Lego game. So <laughs> might not have been the best $60 I've ever spent. But, <laughs> I mean, it's it's good for, like, co-op. Like, right. if the girlfriend needs something, like, that we could both play, it, it works for that. But one thing I'll say about it is that some of those puzzles are... I don't understand how small children are supposed to understand them or like get what to do because I can't figure them out. So I'll spend like a half hour just smashing things and making little Lego pieces fall on the floor and just why won't you work? Oh, God man, damn I, it! It's just harder than some of like just straight up puzzle games. It's uh, so I don't know how they do it. That, but whatever. Do you think it's one of those situations where you're looking for like? a calculus proof theory versus like there is what you to do two plus two equals four or like exactly. maybe, like overthinking something maybe or just i will you know i'd like to think that they're just very complex and i'm not an idiot so i'm gonna go with that <laughs> All right. so lego games are the hardest puzzle games ever made confirmed so don't pick them up unless you're a genius <laughs> well you've got a five-year-old next to you <laughs> <laughs> That yeah, I, I would have been fine at that point. <laughs> Should have bought it last week. Your nephew was there; he could have done it, right? <laughs> Risky just looks God over his nephew. Everything. It's like, hey, I know the answer to this, but I just want to see if you can figure it out. So here you go. I'm testing you, child. Yeah, don't look at me like that. <laughs> what are you saying, boy? <laughs> boy, boy, <laughs> fix it. Boy, complete this puzzle. Speaking of boy, uh, I did play a little bit more. Um, God of War. I was gonna say Gears of War. That I didn't play. Gow. I was supposed to. Yeah, G-O-W, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Game's still great. Um, still trucking along. Nice, nice. But um, one thing we all played a whole bunch of, State of Decay 2. Oh, my God. Chocolate, initial impressions. How How's the game going for you? Uh, loving it. Loving it. Um, it is... It doesn't look like they've upped the graphics or the um, kind of the look of the game. However, the game is brilliant. Co-op fantastic it frustrates me that when you go in with a buddy you can't both use that same base um, mm. you know that it was on his save so it's his base and as I'm walking around I can't see his med centre I can't see his workshop drive drove me up the wall That's. Um, I was going to say the one thing I kept running into was when I would be in other people's like hosted games, yeah. I wouldn't be able to see stuff, or I ran into a problem where I didn't have the locker to like put stuff away for my own base. Multiple. Yeah, but I mean, I guess an easy fix for that is just leave and come back, and then just yeah. keep doing that until it's actually there. Or chuck it in a car. Yeah. Or what does that do for you? 
So you can put it in the car, in the boot, and then from the boot you can, instead of taking it out of the boot, running all the way to the locker, you can put it straight away in your locker. Does that make sense? I, I don't think the I don't think the friend can do the the trunk trick though. I oh, could can be they wrong. not? It could have been just glitched for me and I couldn't, but maybe normally you can. But uh, okay, yeah, the the host can do the trunk trick, but I don't think the uh, like I said, it could have just been glitched too though. So that's what yeah. I will say about co-op. I love the co-op, but man, is it been glitched? So that's what I think. Just that brief little minute we just had about the co-op says a lot about the actual co-op and how glitchy it is at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, how many weird bugs we've run into. Yeah. I um, ran into the um, driving your car at three miles an hour, just nicking the side of... So you know when you start your first base, you've got the... Um, you can drive straight on or do a left, and if you go left, you go near like a fuel where the train is, and there's some fuel there. So it's quite a tight turn. So I managed to turn into a car, nick the front end of my fender turned my car upside down totaled it <laughs> lost my loot can't drive just, straight on now because there's flipping cars everywhere just uh, like real life oh t- yeah it was uh, a car proper car crash they have, um, they have done their homework in car physics oh, um unreal. what starting areas did you guys chose choose i chose the plateau for my like area did you guys uh, i did uh the, uh, I initially did the foothills, and then I actually switched and made a new one to the valley. Yeah, I think I did the foothill. That was the first choice, wasn't it? Nice. I wonder how different they actually are. I haven't seen anything besides the plateau. But for you guys that had multiple areas, mm-hmm. Doc, what, uh, the... <laughs> could you tell? Like, was there a difference? Was it noticeable at all? So or? the main thing I did was a lot of the typical uh I don't know what you want to call them, like just like convenience stores, pharmacies, all that. Most of those are going to be the same, but the bases are what's different. And I went ahead and basically just straight up went to a YouTube video and was like, okay, which place has the coolest bases? And for me, it was definitely the Valley. Um, But uh, because right now I basically have a base that used to be a brewing company. um, And I can uh, use the steels that they already had to uh, convert either food into fuel um, uh, basically ethanol into whiskey which you can sell for a lot of uh, points to the vendors and stuff uh, and then something else I can do with it and it's already got like a steel it's got like a lot of built in facilities and it's a really big base so like that and then I eventually want to go into the baseball field uh, on that map next that looks really cool for a base So, have you seen you think... the lockers sorry Risky there's oh, um, shipping yard yes mm-hmm. that base looks unreal I think it's like container fort yeah i think they call it yeah uh, i think that one's on the foothill or the foothills yeah oh that's my next base yeah um <coughs> that's the thing about that game i think that's that's one of the charming things of that game is you know it's so heavily focused on base building and some of the bases i've seen like there's a bridge fort which is cool there's a used to be like a boy scout log cabin uh type fort uh and it's just a lot of unique stuff like that. And when you see their takes on the built-in facilities and stuff like that, it's it's pretty cool. That's definitely... When you said the baseball field, I went to Fenway Park in Fallout 4. How like, mm-hmm. awesome that hub world like base location was. So that could be kind of cool. It's it's super neat because you walk in, like the announcer's box is the comm station. Uh, two of Perfect. the dugouts yep. have been refitted to be uh, uh, watchtowers. Um 
it's it's just super neat how like the stuff you would think of in a place like that and how they retrofit them to like certain built-in facilities it's and like the the outfield is like you have three large plots to put outdoor stuff it's just really cool how it looks um all right so one of the things that kind of worries me about this game is the end game i'm not positive what i'm really striving towards but i also think i'm just supposed to be enjoying more of the moment-to-moment stuff playing with friends that kind of thing kind of like kind of sea of thieves similarly um with just not knowing what i'm working towards but seeing the progress go up is always tickles my fancy yeah yeah it's it's the best i could tell so far is that the game, you know, has a base, basically a bunch of randomized, procedurally generated quests that'll constantly be popping off your radio. And aside from that, the goal is to basically wipe out all the play cards on your map, and then whichever leader you picked, whatever type, archetype they are, warlord, sheriff, trader, builder, things like that, they will each have their own legacy camp, like a uh, string of missions. And once you beat the last one of those, you technically beat the game for that community i guess you could say okay i see i guess i didn't know that i i probably haven't played as much as you guys but i didn't realize that the legacy like missions eventually ended i just figured that was another thing that kept getting generated until the end of time it feels like a game that would never could never finish oh like if you want it to be yeah you could just go on and on and on because couldn't you potentially just keep taking each survivor and going through their whole legacy thing? So what I'm doing right now in order to build like a huge self-sustaining base on the baseball field is I am purposely basically... So the cool thing about each archetype of, of leader unit you get is once they become leader, you get special building abilities and special abilities from them. So, like, the trader, you get a trading outpost, and you can just summon these uh, traders to your base. Like, you could be like, hey, I want to summon a weapons trader. He shows up, and he's got, like, an M4 grenade launcher. Like, all these rare weapons you would never find otherwise, probably, that you can just get because he comes to your base. Um, And then what I've done is I will get the cool stuff from having that leader. I will then exile them. And then I will just work on promoting a new leader that's a different archetype so I can get all the different unique facilities, basically. Wow. Um, yeah, so I'm basically making like a super base eventually. <laughs> Doc, you've got far too much time in your hands. I would say, do you have like spreadsheets and Excel sheets? <laughs> no, and... this is coming from the guy that that this State of Decay 1 was, his, was my favorite game last gen. So like that probably explains a lot. <laughs> so. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem that far off from... The first game, from what I remember. It's um, not. I mean, it's definitely a bigger, beefier version. Um, but I would say there's only a few slight improvements. Right. So is that... How long since the first game? That was close to like four years? Five years? Uh, was it that yeah. long ago? I, I'll, I'll have, have to look at the exact year it came up. It was an Xbox Live arcade game when it came out. Um, I don't think it ever got a physical release, as far as I know. So... I know it's a small studio that does this. I think Undead Labs. Yep. Um, so 2005. Do you think there should have been more? It should have been bigger and better episode or episode two, um, second game. Like, I mean, do you think you could have expected more, or were you expecting more? Like two things about this game. I 
love and adore this game, even with all its faults. But I, yeah, I'd be lying if I if I didn't say for that many years past, if they had truly been working on it this long, I, yeah, I was expecting a lot more. Um, I guess the thing I have to keep thinking of is that it is a small studio. Um, you know, you, you don't have to look back far for reminders like No Man's Sky when you have quote unquote a small studio and the expectations you get and what you actually get. Um, at least out of the gate. And what but, the problem with both of those is like No Man's Sky had Sony's backing, so you think it's going to be huge and amazing, right? And, but that's and like with State of Decay, they have Microsoft's backing, but like that's not really changing the size of these mm-hmm. dev teams at all. Yeah, I mean, unless it, unless they are, you know, like like we've heard about how like uh, Pl- uh, Playground Games who does Forza staffing up for a new RPG. You know, it's one thing if we hear that they're staffing up and clearly hiring a lot more people, but you know, with Undead Labs, they've basically come out and said it's like I think with the first game they were around twenty people, and now they've up to about like fifty something, which isn't nothing to scoff at. But at the same no. time, you look at like some of these, some of these other studios, like it's just that is so significantly smaller than those you know like imagine what this game could have been if they had a few hundred people like yeah yeah exactly um what would you want from from them what do you think they've missed or lacked i mean just forget about the bugs oh well if i'm forgetting about the bugs that's (laughs) a big that's a big gripe for me but also like you said earlier chocolate is like this game doesn't look that much better than like this, the skybox is a little prettier, mm-hmm. but as far as just the running around and looking at the people and stuff, I don't think it's a huge leap from the first game graphically. Yeah, I feel, I, it does feel like a reskin. Exactly. It, it it does. I mean, I I will say this: like trying to, I think this game, if it gets any mainstream popularity, that's great and all. I it's one of those that I never. I don't know, I guess I never expected it to, but I guess Game Pass kind of changes that in, in the sense that everybody can kind of get their hands on with it. But, yeah, it's you know it's one of those things to where I love the gameplay loop in this game. I, I, I adore this type of game as far as, like, the whole The Walking Dead, you have communities, you build up a base kind of thing. But, like, it's got a lot of issues for sure. Um, it, I guess it's one of those things to where it's like, you know, people out there are like, well... You know, I love Bethesda games. They have their, uh, or like Skyrim, Fallout, they have their bugs, but it's the ambition that kind of keeps you going or like gives it a pass, I guess. And part of me is like, they, this is a very ambitious game, but at the same time, when you go into your radio, you have a I'm stuck button. It's not the most confident, <laughs> you know, confidence inspiring thing. <laughs> yeah, but. Did you get stuck on a rock or part of your locker? <laughs> Boy, do we have a radio station for you. I I can honestly look past most of the bugs. The thing that infuriates me the most now is guardrails are more dangerous than zombies in this game, in my opinion. If you if you catch your car in a guardrail, just a, if the wheel barely goes over the lip of it, it is stuck. It is not coming out. It is stuck. It might catch and on fire. It might catch on fire. Hopefully you don't have a ton of loot and rups, you know, rub sacks in the back. And uh, I don't know. It's it, It's frustrating for sure, but... It's it's an addicting gameplay loop for me though. Yeah, Good definitely. Um, all right, the last question I have, at least personally for you guys, about this would be about the difficulty. Um, like I said, I haven't played a ton of it, but does the difficulty ramp up at all? Because I have not really been struggling at all, and I know there's no difficulty slider, at least not that I noticed. So does that change ever? 
as you get further and further into the game? Is it getting tougher at all? Well, I haven't how... played as much. Or Doc? Probably as <laughs> Doc. Ask, yeah, well, I was going to ask you, Chocolate, how much, you, how, how far in hour-wise have um, you... Uh... I've... I've probably played about six, maybe nine hours in total, but four okay. hours were with a friend, and then I started my own community. Oh, um, gotcha. okay. So I haven't noticed anything difficult at the moment. Um, the play cards weren't overly easy, but that's probably because I was smashing it with a baseball bat. Uh, for me, it, it definitely does the way they ramp up the difficulty isn't so much in the fact that zombies are just all of a sudden like more difficult the way they ramp it up is that you start seeing more unique zombies like you'll start seeing more army ones that have helmets you'll see more bloaters freaks like uh the big guys i can't remember what they're called um you'll start to see a whole lot more of those and then the other thing that subsequently happens is inevitably when you get a bigger base and you get more stuff in it your noise factor goes up because you have that little danger meter on your base uh, screen, and that's all taking into account noise that various uh, buildings you have make. Um, so the higher, so the bigger the base you get, inevitably that goes up. And so what I've run into now that's actually a legit issue is that you will have a little one of your survivors will be like, "Hey, there's a zombie horde headed our way. Get ready!" And you'll literally have a timer start on your screen at your base that says, "Zombie wave hitting in." one minute 30 seconds or whatever and literally your base over the walls will come like it doesn't sound like a lot but it'll be like 20 30 zombies but when you concentrate that many even if you have a high level guy because of your stamina meter that can be overwhelming for sure can only swing like, so many times exactly yeah. so unless you have a ton of like a lot of bag of chips and energy drinks on you <laughs> for stamina it's uh it's a pain in the butt i will say they don't make the permadeath of your ai controlled characters bad in this game versus the first in this game i feel like they never die randomly in the first game they'd go off on a mission and let and sometimes you'd have to go save them if you didn't they'd die which is kind of frustrating um so you don't have to constantly worry about your buddies dying but at the same time those parts are rough so that's kind of how they up the difficulty it's not that the zombies just magically get more health or anything it's just they throw more at you more frequently and more of those special types the the freaks are those the fast ones Yes. Like, yeah. I could see if I had even three, four, or five of those things coming at me, that I'd be dead. <laughs> there's there's sure. only so much running you can do in swinging because of the stamina. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah, that'll definitely make a difference, I guess. But for so, I'm maybe four-ish hours, and I've also been split up between other people's bases, my base, um, and starting over at one point as well. Oh. So yeah. it's like I haven't got substantially deep into the game yet so but i'm definitely enjoying it it does have a good grindy loop where if you like games where you have to grind stuff out like this is one of them for sure Mm -hmm. and um yeah it's definitely been definitely been a lot of fun and i mean it's a no-brainer in game pass even if you want to try it out 10 bucks for the month like play state of decay for a month for ten dollars well worth that and all the other titles in there as well yeah if you don't like it it's Sea of Thieves is even there too. Like Game Pass yeah. is eventually just going to be the most it's just the easiest purchase you'll ever have to make for like people who anyone that owns an Xbox. I was going to say people who are just signing on to the brand, but even if you own one. I had a friend that said he bought State of Decay 
so I mentioned, why didn't you get it on Game Pass? He said, well, no, that's, Game Pass is too much money. What? I spent my <laughs> I spent my fifty quid on uh, smart man. D- well, yeah, it was a bizarre conversation. <laughs> I was like, but it's essentially free, and you've got ninety nine <laughs> other games plus to play. His logic, chocolate. well, yeah, his logic was very, very strange. <laughs> chocolate just looks like the guy and is like, but math. <laughs> yeah, do you like? Because if you buy it and you'd hate it. You've lost fifty pounds. <laughs> also, Microsoft games are never leaving Game Pass, so yeah, as long as you own Game Pass, you own it. So. And funny enough, he bought another game that was in Game Pass as well. So that was probably another ten quid. I was like, you spent sixty quid. That's six months. But <laughs> never mind. I'll leave it to it. <laughs> uh, oh man, tell um, me about yeah, it. I don't know. <laughs> well, you'll right, figure it out eventually, any... maybe. Any last thoughts on State of K2 before we get moving on? It's fun. Yeah, super buggy games, really fun. Got its flaws, but it's fun. Yeah, I'll still be playing it. Yeah, as much I as definitely... they're annoying. I agree. I'll, I will be playing it for for at least a while longer until some new stuff comes out. But um, all right, next. Uh, what's that noise? You guys hear that? What is it? Hang on. Warning. Incoming missile. So, part of our competition, for four weeks, we are running a... I don't even have a script for this, so this is completely on the fly. Who deleted the doc? Doc? Um, uh, hacked. It got hacked. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so, over four weeks, we're giving you a phrase. Um, last episode, I gave you the word O. This week's phrase, or word... Is shit. <laughs> you said it better this All time, right. at least. Yeah. Shit. So, the shit. The whole thing is, oh shit. Um, you'll have two more episodes for the other two words. Then you'll need to email us at oh, brain fart of the email address. <laughs> Cag podcast at gmail dot com. There we C-A-G go. That's risk podcast at gmail.com. I thought you were doing another O drop. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was literally. I went to scroll down. I was like, oh, we haven't got it. Oh. Um, so once you've got the full phrase, email us. And then what we'll do, uh, one of us will jump on Instagram and we will show all the names of who's written in. And then we'll just pick one at random. And then possibly upload that to Twitter as well. And then we'll announce it on our fifth podcast. Are we going to tell them what the game is, or are we going to leave that a surprise? Um, I don't know. Stay tuned. (laughs) So moving on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get out of here. Um, Next up, let's do some news. All right. um, So kind of sticking with the theme of uh, pre-3, not a lot of crazy stuff uh, dropping as far as news goes. Uh, we're going to take more of a deep dive this week into Battlefield 5 because DICE had their or I guess EA had their big um, reveal event. Um, I don't know if uh, did either, any of you guys actually catch that when it uh, came on? Yeah, I, I watched the, through the whole thing. Um, it was a couple days after it had aired though, but mm-hmm. I still made a point to watch it. I didn't realize that Trevor Noah was doing, hosting the whole thing. I, that was kind of cool. 
Yeah, I didn't either till I kind of tuned in. I was like, oh, hey, that's a guy from the from the Daily Show. Yep. Um, I just picked up a uh, very snippet over YouTube. I didn't watch the whole thing. I was playing State of Decay 2. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Fair, fair. Uh so we'll kind of go we'll kind of go through some bullet points here just to get our general reactions. There's a, a lot of stuff about this game that they've really uh, are changing. I guess you could say from the mainline Battlefield formula, and it only makes sense with Call of Duty announcing their uh, Black Ops Four previous week that we kind of compare and contrast a, at least a little bit because um, these two games obviously are competing with each other as far as first person shooters, military shooters go. Um, so first bit of news, or I guess first bit of uh, information they wanted to get across, which was great, is uh, no season pass, no premium Battlefield anymore. Um, everybody gets all the DLC maps free moving forward. Great. I think everyone should be doing this, and I think that's what we're going to see here. Yep. Yeah, I think this is the final nail in the coffin for season pass and multiplayer games. Yeah. I was going to say, like, Chocolate, I think you pretty much nailed it when you said i think this is the last big game to ditch it yeah i mean it was it last week it all depended on whether call of duty and battlefield were going to drop it and they've they've stepped up and followed suit so it's good for us do you think it's something battlefield had planned or do you think that was a let's see quick what call of duty's doing and then we either have a season pass lined up or we have our the other option I didn't even think of it that way, actually. <laughs> I suppose if you're a good... <laughs> business, you've got to have two options, haven't you, surely? A plan A and a plan B. But, yeah. I, let, okay, I, I, let me phrase the question to you guys this way. If we didn't live in a post-Battlefront Battle 2 world and a post-Call of Duty no-season pass world, do you think they would still have it? Uh, Yeah, actually. Yeah. I, I probably would say they would. Yeah, I, I agree. It, I think they would, too. It's tough when you botch something like Star Wars um, and you screw it up so bad <laughs> and then your biggest competitor also drops the season pass, it's tough to mm-hmm. go back to, hey, we do have a season's pass. Give us another $60 <laughs> for all these maps and things. Like You sound yeah. like an idiot at that point. Yeah, but have you seen on the store, they've still got the... So battle over here, Battlefield the premium one was always about 80 pounds and they've still got that version for battlefield 5 on the microsoft store well the difference is is we'll, we'll get into this later because uh, the big i guess you could say they're taking the uh, well the bit the way they're making money they've they've said on this game is that it's all cosmetics based um so that if you look at that premium version, if you go into the details, they basically give you a lot more uh, like cosmetic stuff out of the gate, I guess. Totally unnecessary stuff, but it looks like that's the gist of it, is you just get a ton of cosmetic stuff extra. Okay, well that's good, at least, that it's not the same old thing. So I, yeah. you must get some type of a bonus when you're buying it like that, though. Like, you get these ten crates or whatever, plus three extra free. Otherwise, why wouldn't you just buy them in-game after the game's out. So there must yeah. be something. Or extra skins, maybe. I'm actually going to pull it up here, and in a second we'll kind of revisit that. I want to read exactly what it yeah, actually... I don't uh, think you get any crates. I think it was it just literally a few skins. And you could just buy them a la carte? But, see, I don't know, because like, Titanfall 2 had the strategy of, basically, it, was, it had microtransactions, but in my opinion, the best way possible to where... 
you could look at any skin, any Titan, anything you want, and buy it individually, and you knew what you were getting. Like, you know, there wasn't no blind box equivalent, you know, in it. Yeah. Um, Which I think is a that's a great model. Like, buying those, I, I think they were totally Prime agree. Titans. Is that what they're yeah. called? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, you literally, you're giving your money, and you know what you're getting, basically. Um, did you, um, either of you watch Jack Frags do the breakdown video of the trailer? Yes. Yes. Um, so some of the cosmetics that he like stopped and showed are actually kind of cool. From oh, what totally I've seen. agree. Um, I love the way he broke down that trailer almost frame by frame. <laughs> when it comes to Battlefield, that guy there is no parallel. He is he is the aficionado for Battlefield. I guess you could say. I stumbled across him on YouTube and I was like, oh wow. Didn't he also do? I, I like his videos too. I like his I like his uh, talk over stuff. Didn't he do He's Call of Duty good. stuff? For a while, or does he uh, do that also, or is he mainly Battlefield? I've only ever watched him with Battlefield. Okay, but he has got some Call of Duty, and it first his um, his about page on YouTube does say all first person shooters. All right, so that, I think uh, yeah, he goes through sense. them all. Okay, so I've got pulled up what you get with the uh, I guess it's the deluxe edition. I guess they're saying. Give oh, me all your Mr. money edition. <laughs> So, uh, it looks like bullet point wise, you get, so I don't know how this works with EA access. Cause you know, EA access gives you what, like 10 hours, five days early 10 hours, to play. Yeah. Something Didn't like they that. say this one was only three? No, is that FIFA? Mm, they change, know. they chop and change. You either get 10 hours, well, 10 days early, or you get sometimes three days early. Well, if you notice access. the difference has been basically the ones that are Sony backed. They end up changing that, um, how early, how many hours you get. Okay. Like that. Battlefront was the same way. Um, it looks like bullet points are... So you get early access to the game. I'm not sure... It doesn't go into detail, so I'm not sure how that works with EA Access already. Um, five sets of paratrooper outfits. Uh, apparently you can customize everything from weapon skins, camo patterns, headgear, face paint, torso clothing, shorts, pants... It even says boots. Dang, they are, man, they're they're not kidding when they said they're going all out with customization in this one. Torso clothing. I like that. I, I, yeah, is that just is that just saying like shirt or jacket? Or? That's weird. It's a weird. It's a weird phrase. Yeah, well, that's because um, you can play as a female now, can't you? Yeah. It, real quick on this guys, because uh, they were getting a lot of blowback on this on the internet after the video I saw. Um, I'll kind of give you my opinion after the fact. But what do you guys think about two things? One. It being super historically accurate, aside from the fact that women absolutely fought in World War II, especially the Eastern Front, especially, you know, the Russian army did not give a fuck who you were. They just wanted you to fight for them. <laughs> can you hold this uh, gun? Go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or can you hold the ammo behind a guy with a yeah. gun? Go. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, people saying that are just flat out wrong. But what do you think about, like, say you have a female in a, uh, you know, a Screaming Eagles uh, airborne division you know, paratrooper, uh, paratrooper in Normandy, and what do you also think about all the face pain and the prosthetic arms, things like that? Go chocolate. It's different, isn't it? Um, well, uh, I was going to say there's two ways of looking at it. We're trying to be more inclusive of everybody playing games, right. depending on your... I guess the biggest, the big blowback that the bullet point you can kind of go off of they had online was like this isn't historically accurate. There wasn't because the the initial cover photo has a has a female on the cover and they're like, well that's BS. You know, women weren't on D Day on the beaches of Normandy. Blah blah blah. 
and a lot of people were, I guess, taking the route of historical accuracy, um, and then that kind of bled into like a guy wearing like skull face paint and like uh, you know stuff like that. So I guess that was their big issue. But what do you guys think about that? Well, I think the big question is: is the campaign stuff historically accurate? See, now that's the thing. Here's where I agree, Risky. That that is yes. The stories are historically so, accurate as far as they are telling us the campaign story. It's yeah. fine then, because if it, it's just multiplayer stuff, like for the skins and the weapons and having females in it, if that's all the multiplayer, then that's fine. This was the same thing where they didn't want to add different skins into the Star Wars universe for Battlefront Two because it was right. gonna like mess with the canon. But it's like once you're in the multiplayer, you're fighting with characters from different eras anyways so like it's already all broken so as long as it's the pvp the multiplayer arena i think it's it's fine do whatever you want do the face paint put women in there prosthetic arms all this whatever but if the campaign is accurate then i don't really see what you have to complain about there i mean people are always going to complain right no matter what and it's yeah. if you include yeah. women yeah. and it makes it historically inaccurate or if you don't include them you're still going to piss off two sets of people so like you you can't win nowadays when creating no. anything so uh, it's whatever is it because though they've gone for that historical it's accurate historically or do you think i mean for me i'm not bothered give me a, a real story about the war give me a fake story about the war. i don't give two hoots as long as it's fun it's good it's immersive you could put a four-year-old child playing holding the gun i don't care uh-oh. As long as it's That's, good. I might draw a line there. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> My thing, I think you both nailed it. Real real concise about this is, one, as long as you have a campaign and stuff like that, they're even going to have a campaign co-op mode that's separate from the War Stories campaign, so they're going all out with that stuff. But like, as long as you have that, that's going to tell the historical story, which even then it's going to be in, an inspired by true events story. It's not like, you know, they're, there's... They're, going by found footage or something like that but like it, it's one of those things that you know th- they come out and said hey online is a sandbox first and foremost we want it to be fun above all else including historical accuracy and i agree with that you know it's like risky said you have your campaign for your your world war ii whatever story you want to tell and then you have online because it's battlefield online it's a sandbox where a lot of stuff blows up and it's crazy so yeah i, I couldn't care less you know who you're playing as, what you can do with character customization. I think more of the customization stuff is only better. I think that only makes it more unique and fun to play. Um, makes them a ton of money as well. Yeah. Well, and, and Battlefield even released a tweet about a guy, some guy went off on Twitter like, this isn't historically accurate in previous Battlefield games where they're like online and, and they're like, oh yeah, you're right. And they posted a picture of Battlefield 1 and it was three guys in flamethrower uh, suits on Battlefield 1 had all stood on, or were standing on top of a horse firing flamethrowers in opposite directions. <laughs> it's like, yeah, clearly, you know, we nailed the historical accuracy of the previous one, so you're right. Right, that's the thing. You can make it... I don't know. You could, yeah, it's a sandbox. It's just an online sandbox where you can do whatever and blow shit up. I mean, it's... Who cares? So those um, same people get pissed when Germans win all these battles in multiplayer? Like... You getting angry about right. that as well? <laughs> Where do you draw well, the line? Yeah, it, exactly. It's it's it gets 
it's one of those things where you have to you have to study uh, you have to go on on an online forum and look really hard to figure out what people are mad about, why they're mad about it, and who's mad about what. It's just it's almost like homework now to figure what out. What I hope is that they troll all these people that are angry about it not being accurate, and they do the campaign like in Glorious Bastards style, and you end up killing <laughs> totally. Hitler in the end of this game. Totally, it would break the internet because. <laughs> Because my thing is, like, don't get me wrong, I, I love, I listen to, like, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History podcast, and I love the series he did on the Eastern Front. And like, that stuff is fascinating to me, but at the same time, you know, we've we've ran World War II campaigns into the ground at this point, into the video game genre, so. I can only storm the beaches of Normandy so many <laughs> exactly. more times before I'm going to lose my exactly. shit. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, it's one of those things. It's like whatever. I, I feel like that was a obviously there's a overreaction to something, you know. But uh, just want to wrap up real quick. There was a couple things I missed on this deluxe edition. You also get like special assignments. Doesn't really go into deal uh, detail what that is, but I believe that's like, hey, do this stuff. You get more XP. Those blah, are like blah, blah. bounties, kind of maybe something exactly. like that. Exactly. I think so. Uh, Twenty weekly items with airlift. Uh, it says you will receive vital supplies of 20 weekly airlifts, each containing a cu- one customization item. So apparently that's just like a weekly like box loot box you get, maybe? That sounds like what they do with um, with FIFA. You get like a each week you get a free pack to open. So it could uh, be once a week you get a free loot box to just like, random just like generated. A- you get whatever comes out. Makes sense. It's just like Ubisoft games are all reaching a singularity. Like it, it, it be every Ubisoft game, there's a tower to climb. There's mm-hmm. a, you know, it's just we're reaching a singularity with EA games. Now. Yeah. Let's see. Moving on, you're gonna launch. They're, they're gonna launch the game with France, Africa, Rotterdam, and North Africa. Wait, so I'd say Africa and North Africa. What the? <laughs> f- okay. In case you didn't think you were. <laughs> yeah, I edited this. <laughs> I, clear, I clearly went through and edited this before. Uh, so needless to say, France, Rotterdam, and and North Africa. Um, That'll be. It says the starting location, so clearly they're going to add more later. But uh, and I, you can probably safely assume those will be locations in your campaign, as well yes. as your multiplayer maps. I would assume so. Sounds yeah. diverse. I mean, it's one of those things to where I'm not clairvoyant, but I would be willing to bet eventually we're going to get an Eastern Front, a Western Front, a Pacific Theater. Um, you know, we're probably going to, I assume if this is going to be a two-year cycle, which most Battlefield games are, I'd say we're going to hit all the big, the big story, or I say story beats, the, all, the big locations of World War Two, And it'll all be free. Yep. No more bringing your friend on your uh, your season pass so he can't level up. How annoying was that? <laughs> oh, what was that called? Uh, premium Friends? Premium Bugs? Yeah. What do they call it? Yeah. yeah. Premium. Come over and play. XP. Oh, it was ridiculous. When I first oh did it gosh. with a buddy, I was like, oh, you're not getting XP. Like, are you having fun still? <laughs> yeah. Are you having fun? Would you like to play a different map? <laughs> oh, what's that? Is that a link on the page to Premium where you can buy it yourself? Yeah. Well, that's convenient. <laughs> and we'll retro pay, and we'll retro give you all of those, all the XP that we didn't give you if you just <laughs> buy Premium. Here is the carrot. Never really thought about how gross it was until you say it all out loud. Like as far as like, <laughs> like man, they were really to the point with that. Um, moving on, they've got a co-op mode called Combined Arms, along with the single-player war stories. Um, they 
Oh, and I'm killing myself now because apparently this info dump I got did not have it in it. I forgot what it's called, but they do have this overarching online campaign, and I, it's got a specific name, but it sounded really cool in the terms of, like, there's going to be a big meta online campaign to where, like, say, like, the next, they might pop up a window and say the next two weeks is, uh, like, 1943 Eastern Front, and this week is the Battle of Kursk, and it's all tanks, nothing else. It wasn't and, war stories, was it? Or so- <sighs> I I could probably find it real quick. I honestly can't remember the name of it. I don't, that's it's definitely familiar, though. Yeah. How they're, it's kind of going to run, like, seasons. Exactly, yes. That's the best way to think of it, like, seasons, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's... It, so, basically, it's going to give a themed, like... Uh, I don't know the best example to, to do. Um, like, Sea of Thieves is doing where they drop a DLC, and the following month has, like or the next two months has uh, eight weekly events that are all themed around that. Um, it's going to be like that, to where, like, let's say this month is Eastern Front, and this week is the Battle of Kursk or something. Next week is the Battle of Stalingrad. Next week is the Battle of, you know, whatever. And, like, it's all themed around that specific time period and stuff. So, you know, it, they didn't give a lot of details about it, but it sounded like it could be really cool. Um, what do you guys think about that as far as, like, having, like, a meta gameplay around like months and weekly events and stuff like that it's going to bring a whole new different edge to battlefield isn't it like something we're not used to seeing so i'm quite excited be interesting to see what type of loot you could get from it as well yeah if you get something yeah like a community play you know you know ten thousand kills on whichever side you're on will you unlock this certain You'd assume so, right? That usually goes hand in hand with like the season model. You would hope, yeah. Um, they definitely acted like there was going to be like weekly and season incentives, cosmetic items unique to that to that playtime. Yep, absolutely. They they even said that much. I wonder. Yep. So you guys I w- nailed it. I wonder what their total number of cosmetic things actually comes out to. Funny enough, I was just thinking. Everything sounds it's cosmetic, cosmetic. How much is it going to be? Because you've got your head, okay, they're going to put face face paint on there, your torso, your prosthetic arms, legs. All of a sudden, this kind of... You can change your gun, can't you? Oh, not only that, you can change your gun in seven to eight different areas. Woo! You can make your yeah, clip this game is, d- different yeah. from your muzzle. This uh, game is going to be a lot of options, cosmetic options. Also, tattoos. You can actually apparently get tattoos as well, breeding now as well. Can I get a tattoo on my prosthetic arm? Oh, do you know that would be amazing. Well, that's the deal breaker for me. So we'll <laughs> Better have it. As soon as I hop into the game, I just go in, customize. Nope, not having it. Refund. I'm out. <laughs> Bullshit. Ruin my immersion. But this is. Oh, could you imagine? This is another thing, kind of like Sea of Thieves, which is weird, where you're basing your progress around cosmetic stuff and then it's a first person game so you're rarely seeing yourself <laughs> I, well, I always find that kind of funny yeah is that... <laughs> I, I agree it, it, I, I guess the gun is a little different in that customization I guess at least you'll be able to see that but yeah the, your person yeah I, I agree it's not like you're ever going to see it unless you die but so you're going to make a character to try and put off your opposition essentially 
right? <laughs> Maybe that Battlefield. They they did. Dice made the comment of like, we don't care if you're on a snow map and you and your guys in short and a t-shirt. We don't care. Do what you want. And I'm like, that actually does seem kind of funny, but. That's because I guess a lot of what you're shooting for, and I mean, Call of Duty has been like this recently as well. Is like at the end of the game when they put the five soldiers up and they're like, "These are the five MVPs," and oh, like that's where right. people are seeing you. But that's oh. not really a battlefield thing at all. You usually just get a scoreboard, right? No, you get the squads now, don't you? So they, you yeah, they they have changed. Now that you mentioned that, they've changed that to where whatever squad wins, you see them at. Do the, you see yeah. the actual squad? I haven't. Well, yeah, the, the highest scoring squad gets put yeah, up exactly. Um, okay, so there you so go. There's a good area yeah, to view off. your cosmetic stuff, yeah, or for other people to see it. I wonder if they'll have gestures and emotes, that kind of thing. Oh God, you're looking at then the millions that they do. Of customer customizable options, aren't you? Uh, they they did say that, uh, and I think this is a big point to make that all gameplay relevant mechanics, guns, anything like that, can only be acquired by playing the game. Period. Good. It's the way to do it. Now, with that said, they, something they've always offered in the past are, are shortcut bundles on Battlefield games. I wonder yeah. if that'll still be in like there. XP but, boosters, that kind of thing. Well, they even had stuff to like. You know, you have, like, assault different classes, like on Battlefield 1 and even the previous Battlefield 4. I don't know if Hardline did, but they had it to where you could be, like, assault uh, shortcut kit, and you would just get every gun in the assault class unlocked. Um, You know, I don't know if that'll be there. This sounds like it won't, but, you know, I don't know. Um, But I think that's a good point to make is that, you know, there'll be loot boxes. But reading this, for what it's worth, it looks like it absolutely 100% will be cosmetic only, so... And one of the big things is, as well, your classes are slightly locked isn't the word. So if you're a medic, you were, you were the only person that was able to revive your your teammates, but now that's changed. Anyone can yeah. revive anyone. It's definitely so more open a... to build a character out the way you want, I would say. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Because there's things it's... that I always loved about the medic class and the things that I loved about, like, the like a sniper class or something like that being able to maybe piece those together kind of if you're able to do it like that besides just the healing if there's other things you can take from other classes that would be kind of cool well see that's the th- that's the cool thing too because they're all that stuff you just said to like the nth degree they're taking it because they you have basically which a lot of this almost sounded like rpg-esque but in a cool way they said like you start the game you'll have a platoon And you'll basically have a group of, say, like 10 or 15 soldiers. And basically then you can customize each of them any way you want, and that'll kind of be your roster of characters you pick. So instead of going into a game now, like in Battlefield 1, you're like, I'm Assault, and you can even preset like three or four Assault classes and name them whatever you want, but it's like I'm Assault, and I've got this guy with this gun. Now it's going to be like I want uh, 101st Screaming Eagles guy because he's he's a paratrooper with this gun with this skill set. And, it, and you're pulling him from your platoon. And it sounds much more... Less of thinking like four classes and more thinking of a guy with this predetermined set of skills that you're using, which sounded pretty cool. And you can do that with vehicles uh, as well, can't you? Stick them yep. in your, um, your platoon. Yeah, exactly. It sounded like you have like a, a company of like vehicles, characters, things like that. And it, it, like I said, almost RPG-esque in a cool way. Um but that sounded really neat in a different take on what they've always done before, where it's just you pop in a game, you pick assault, 
you go, you know. And the best thing about all this, like, added stuff is it's all, like, the cherry on top of a Battlefield game, which, yeah. like, they're always incredible. So it's like, not only are you going to get incredible Battlefield gameplay, like always, you're getting all of these extra systems and cosmetics and just so, like, a substantial amount more than normal. Uh, 100%. That all has me super hyped for this game. See, the, to me, this is how you do, I know Battlefield is bigger than uh, than State of Decay 2, but this is how you do your next iteration of your game. All right, yeah. You bring in Agreed. this much more. Um, all right, studio sizes and everything else, fine. Yeah, I, yeah, I, it's yeah, it, it's a it's a different beast altogether. But I, I agree. This is what you expect from a proper sequel for sure. Um, another thing I want to touch on here that you guys kind of mentioned, like how they're not delineating classes so clearly anymore. For instance, if you're in a squad, you can technically revive anybody in your squad, even if you're not a medic. Um, medics do it faster. Um, now, where this gets really cool, and what I took, what maybe the coolest part of this whole conference, and I don't know how many people even caught the, the part where they talked about it, was, so ragdoll physics are server-side now. What does that mean? Well, that means that everything is, everybody sees the same thing when it comes to a dead body and ragdolls and, and people on the ground. The reason that's cool is, say, like, Chocolate, you're on a corner, um, you go down, and you're, and I'm behind cover. I could grab your arm, pull you behind cover, and then revive you. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, which seems super, and that almost makes the game eerily realistic in a kind of eerie way. Almost. We're getting to that point where it's just like, we are really replicating a battlefield at some point. Uh, but I thought that was really neat. Did you, you know? catch the part on the trailer where, um, as the... Sh- soldier runs up the stairs there was a guy sitting on the corner sticking his hand out like help me help me yep and they were saying that's actually going to be in the game so you're going to see if a man's down he'll be sticking his arm out or her whoever sticking an arm out and screaming for help this this is going to be unbelievable (laughs) something i want to add to that too and i'm kind of glad they they took this out um because I had flash, eerie flashbacks at that point in Saving Private Ryan when um, the Germans are overrunning that the, the one side of the river and you have uh, soldiers uh, surrendering and they just line them up and execute them right then and there as they run on. Like, they don't allow you to execute enemy soldiers on the ground pleading to be revived. And I was like, that's probably a good move, actually. Because <laughs> right? this game is getting way too real. It's like, it's like we're really going for it. And like the, it's funny because the Dice guy on the stream where he's like, yeah, that's a war crime. You can't do that in the game. We, we drew the line there. <laughs> Smart. Could work, Dice. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it that you're killing people, but at the same time, that that's taking it a step further at that point. Jeez. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, I do think it's funny how they had to kind of out, like, literally just say that in the stream. It's just like, by the way. Um, okay, so, um, moving on. Uh, there is now, so, there's emplacements now. And emplacements in the sense that you can be on the battlefield, say, around a, say you capture C, and it's just a, a tank plowed through a building, and the building's gone, and it's just a flag, and it's point C. You could have anybody come up, start packing on sandbags, start uh, building defilés, like uh, pushing a tree over for like added cover, um, or just like not like knocking tree branches in front of uh, cover, things like that. And it's all kind of organic in the sense. And then if you're like a 
uh, what am I trying to say? What's the building guy in Battlefield called? Engineer. You can actually build a machine gun nest. And so it seemed like it was really free form in the sense that, like, you could kind of build up these defenses any almost, almost anywhere on a map you wanted to. I'm just um, curious as to how often that will get used. Because my first thing in a Battlefield game generally isn't going to be, hold on, let me stop and build up a sandbag right. wall or let me fortify this building. It's usually, all right, get out of this building, move over to the next building, or just get a flank around, go somewhere else. So, What game mode are you playing, though? You see, so I if you're I'd doing the too. capturing, yeah. the, you know, the... If you're playing, like, Rush well, or something where you need Rush, to... Rush, yeah, yeah, capturing the points, and you want to defend that's, C, I, B, whatever. Right, I play you a build. lot of just Conquest. So in Conquest, I guess yeah. it kind of seems weird. Because, like, I'll just move to a different flag if you're going <laughs> to overwhelm yeah. us like if we don't win the gunfight we move to a different flag or um what was the new mode they had where you progressive you had to win point one two three well they have like rush and then they also have front lines which is front like lines a that's different the take one. on rush yeah, yeah so that would be potentially another one where you so would build yeah. your sand okay. as a defender you you're building your sandbags or whatever that makes sense. you can also you can also move equipment as well can't you yeah, so gun that, turrets. You can like tow and... it right behind vehicles. Oh. Yes, that sounded really cool. Yeah, totally. And I think you can yeah, so use you... them as they're being towed as well. If I was, if I read that right, you also so, that. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's almost like the purest battlefield moment you could have is is having a tiger tank towing an anti aircraft battery and somebody on that just shooting <laughs> <Right>? a, <laughs> a hillside. Only in you know. battlefield. Yeah, what more Battlefield can... And then having a plane crash into that and then something else crazy happen, it's like, that's Battlefield yeah. when I think of it, so... I wonder um, how you would get to it. Could you just press A and jump on each seat and then manage to make it outside, <laughs> or do you have to actually get out the tank, walk <laughs> over to it, and then ride it? <laughs> have the PUBG moment of, like, you're in the driver's seat, you pop in the passenger seat, pull out a gun. Like yeah. You're just going seat oh, to seat. God. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um... To Risky's point, though, and, and this, I'm wondering how people are going to receive this because this gets into our next points here, how this is going to be a very different, I don't know how else to say it, it's going to have a very different feel to this Battlefield game because they're making it much more, I guess the best way to say it is they're making it much more tactical. So, like, they're, they're introducing what's called an attrition system. So, Call of Duty, Battlefield, and even Call of Duty is doing this now with their health system, but... Battlefield now, use in Battlefield 1, previous Battlefields, you would get hurt, you would duck and cover, and even if you didn't have a medic, your health would eventually regen, even without a medic. A medic would do it quicker, but you would eventually get back up to 100 on your health. So now your health bar is going to be essentially five blocks or four blocks, and once your health goes below one of those blocks, it'll only ever regen up to the, where that quarter of health uh, ends. So the reason why that's significant is also because they're giving you less ammunition when you spawn in. So you're going to have enough ammunition to have, like, say, one or two firefights and then not enough to really have much more. The reason I'm saying all this is because they're wanting you to basically stick with your squad more now. They're, or they're not forcing you, but they're encouraging you to stick around your squad. Yeah, you say not forcing. I <laughs> <laughs> It, I, it's gonna i will say everything they've said it is gonna be a different feel for sure when we hop on this game it is gonna you know it's gonna be one of those things where we run out in a direction get in a firefight and we're like oh damn i only had three clips i'm i'm dry now you know it's like i need where's my you know where's my where's my support guy i need some ammo like you know 
This it, is definitely going to take a month or two to get used to the way the yeah the co- uh, sorry, co-op the the multiplayer sticking with your team. Works. Well, and that that goes back to Risky's point about like, well, what's my incentive to capture a point, hold a point? And I think the I don't know if it's an incentive, but I think their thinking is that if you're sticking with your squad, you might be more likely to say Bravo squad hold C, Alpha goes and tries to hold B you know, more of that scenario to where you're having to stick with your guys or at the very least move in concert with your guys. Uh, but I, who knows how this is going to play out when the game launches, but with the less ammo, attrition system, all that stuff, they're definitely incentivizing you to stick with your squad for sure. I mean, what what do you both think about that whole concept of like versus the old way to play Battlefield? I'm excited. Yeah, it'll... I do... F- Sorry, Risky, go on. You were talking, so you can continue to talk. (laughs) My bad. Well, thank you, sir. Um, I do find when I play Battlefield, normally when I stick with my squad, or we've got a strong squad all on on comms, you normally crucify the other team. So, So they are helping you, in a sense, to say, stick with your squad, this is... This is the way you should be playing it, and you'll play better, or you'll do better. So, so do you uh, think if when you have the support person who generally can supply extra ammo, is does that guy now have a limited supply of ammo that he can dole out to the squad then, or is he still the? I don't know. It's just because eventually, couldn't if, if you're playing well enough, couldn't you run out of ammo then, or no? I didn't. Th- I didn't even think about it that way. I. That's a good question. I, don't I know, know they said yeah. that you can get it from like supply caches. You can get small amounts of ammo off of people that you kill, um, and then you'll have your supply guy on your team. But how limited is his supply? Or it's like once your supply guy goes down, he gets killed. That's when you start worrying about it. But then it's like he's just gonna spawn back on in, like on you, and then you have your ammo again. I don't know. It's I don't think uh, they've gone. They've mentioned it. So we're either assuming that that mechanic is still in this battlefield or they have told us and we're not actually seeing it in big lights where, as you've just said, Risky, shit, we need to make sure we keep our... <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's just the thing. Like, conservative. Much, much less ammo on spawn, sure. But then, like, if you have the support, dude, shouldn't you not really be that low on ammo then? Yeah, or unless the supply away. guy just doesn't right. function the same anymore. So I guess we'll see once we start seeing actual multiplayer matches, probably around E3. Well, yeah. it's now that you mention it, like I don't know if we're kind of connecting the dots here, but they make a point here to say that capture points will have supply caches at them, and they're making a big point to say supply caches will be scattered to different points of the map. That almost makes me think the support guy doesn't have an unlimited supply of ammo because why else would you have right. those unless you were just planning on having a squad without a supply yep, guy? I think that but, makes sense. But then your guy, your medic, is your medic, and they've he he'll be fine to always sort your health out. Why would you then stunt your um, your supply guy? You still because he's still going to bring something to the table, whether it's six extra clips or something maybe like if, even if it's a limited supply the extra ammunition that he can still bring is still going to be useful and if you're not sitting on a point like if you're assaulting a point you're not going to have 
like that cache of ammo that you're sitting on. Mm-hmm. So I think he could still be useful, but maybe just not in an unlimited way like he's always been. Yeah. And maybe that's a good point to like. It's all relative. Like if you start out with three clips as a normal anything but support, and support starts with that out without, you know, or starts with the same amount of clips, but with eight ammo packs, which isn't unlimited, but, you know, it's it's more than... It's more than everybody else has. So. That's what I wonder now if it'll be like your grenade counter, where it'll be like he'll have the ammo pack and then it'll say like six above it. So he knows that he has like, I've only got oh. three more clips to dole out. So just. I, seems like. Feels, feels I, more realistic, which seems like what they're yeah. going for. So. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that goes back to the point where you were the whole crux of like what what is the emphasis for me to take C and hold C or take a point and hold that a point is that <laughs> yeah. maybe actually, you know, now that you mention it, maybe, which I don't know how to feel about that, but I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm sure they play tested this to the, in the dirt. So, I mean, I assume they know what they're doing, you know, but, but that'll be different for sure. Um, as long as it works day one, I don't care. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of wrap up a few more points here we've talked about the majority of the of the, of the big stuff is uh there are also introducing squad call-ins where the squad leader will be able to have special radio call-ins they talked about v1 uh v2 rockets uh that showed up in the trailer um also explosions are doing a lot with the physics in this game to where you shoot in a building explode it, it explodes outwards uh or explode explosion happens beside a building and explodes inwards and that affects also your character you can get like knocked over, blown back, things like that. Um, you know, more real, sounds more realistic. Sounds good. Um, let's see. Were either of you guys a, a fan of elite classes or behemoths? Uh, no, not really. No, not overly. Well, you're in luck. They're because they're gone. Good. <gasps> Should we do the Call of Duty uh, conference moment? And are we having behemoths? No. no! <laughs> <laughs> That was so weird. Yeah. Was... Oh my god. <laughs> it's like, aren't you the guys that introduced the wall running? You're kind of shitting on your own parade, there aren't you? <laughs> and then let's quickly show this uh, repeller. <laughs> boots on the ground. No, nope. uh, those that. boots are not on the ground. <laughs> those boots were temporarily <laughs> off the ground for at least five seconds. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. They go on to talk about how it's the technically the same four classes are returning, but we've already talked about how they're they're blowing them out with the different um, subsets and all that kind of stuff. They didn't really go into detail about that, which but. is good. I think you still need your four general categories, but then, like we said before, being able to alterate them however you want um, is a step in the right direction. More customization, the better. Will you be picking this up, Risky? Yeah, for sure. I I feel like there's no games I don't pick up at this point for some reason. So you can usually count me in for for day one for any of the big games. See, now listening to the conference and obviously the news that we've just put out, I might drop and not get Call of Duty now. See, because I, I feel I'll this is going to be. <laughs> I that's just me. Though. If I had to. Yeah, I'm kind of more like risky, unfortunately. I just, I guess, fortunately for my Game Pass buddy, but uh, I kind of just, yeah, usually get all the big stuff when they release. I, I will say, chocolate. If I had to pick between the two, I would, I would definitely pick Battlefield. Um, 
I'm not, you know, crapping on Call of Duty, but, uh, and I'm super interested to see how that Battle Royale pans out, but, uh, it, it looks a lot more Call of Duty. You know, I don't know what else to say other than it looks like Call of mm-hmm. Duty. This, this seems like, like you were saying before, it seems like a real full fleshed out sequel. And d- did they mention that Battle Royale was coming into Battlefield? They didn't say anything about it here, but I thought that was definitely yeah. rumored, or the DICE was testing it out. So maybe down the road, but I don't think you'll see it at launch unless that's a big like E three thing. Reveal. Like, yeah. Oh, and now yeah. we're gonna play a battle royale round for you guys, whatever. As Snoop Dogg walks out. Yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, then I then I would be in for oh for sure. <laughs> you don't turn down battle royale and Snoop Dogg day one. I- yeah, I know we've said this before, but it does seem like the easiest point A to point B for Battlefield to do Battle Royale, but it seems like they're being the most hesitant of the core first-person shooters about it. Which I just, I don't understand why anyone, if you are capable of doing it at this point, I don't know why you wouldn't, just because it's such a hot game mode. Like, it's... Yeah. Cause they... But do you think it would suit this style? Because Battlefield has always been a half-step slower than... Cod. Yeah, but Cod is quick, sharp. That's perfect well, for battle royale, though, is it not? Think about how slow see, PUBG games are. I think Battlefield is a, probably yeah, a better yeah. fit than Call of Duty. Yeah, bat, you could argue Battlefield is not as fast paced, but not near as fast paced as Call of Duty. And also, Battlefield has more emphasis on ranged combat. Like Call of Duty definitely doesn't. I mean, they've got sniper rifles in Call of Duty, but they're but, all used for quick scoping, and that's it. Hey, no, yes. And how yeah. on earth do they do that? <laughs> I've never no. been able to figure it out. <laughs> Dead. Yeah, I don't know. Fifteen years younger and a lot of Adderall, yep. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, see, that's what's still. I'm still to go back to last week. I'm still super interested to see what Call of Duty Battle Royale looks like because it's such a. When you think of Call of Duty, it's such a enclosed, small, tight map type gameplay. What does that look like spanned out over? You know, presumably a much much larger map. Yeah. yeah. So both of these games coming out have things that I'm super interested to see how they play, um, like, check out these new game modes. Like, there's so much that's being... I mean, maybe Call of Duty not so much because they're they're dropping their campaign, so if anything, they're kind of losing <laughs> some. Yeah, um, forgot about that. But, I don't know. I'm pumped for both, so I'll, I'll definitely be good yeah. both. Yeah, I know. I, yes. I, I, and I still play Call of Duty World War II Team Deathmatch. I mean, it's it's fun. I mean, it's, it's, it's the same old Call of Duty, but I still have fun with but it. But that so. quick, twitchy... Shooter, it's tough to find anything better than Call of Duty if you're looking for it, fast-paced it games. Fortnite? <laughs> I mean, it's still slow. Something to be said about being third-person, too. I mean, you know, it's yeah. it's not one-to-one, per se, but... Yeah, if I'm, um, if I'm looking for a specific game, like, it's got to be one or the other there. I feel like those two don't overlap each other a ton, besides you're shooting at people. <laughs> I used to love the map on... Was it Modern Warfare with all their shipping containers? Yep. You could oh, just yeah. throw a grenade here and there, you'd get a kill. Yeah. yeah. Let's throw that over there and I'll go the other way. Oh, shotgun to the face. There's a there's a map on World War Two which is basically a revision of that I mean it's not one to one, but it's that same idea, long ways on a boat, yep. basically. But it's uh yeah, I don't know. I it, oh, uh by the way, this comes out I think October, uh, right? actually after yeah, I think it's actually after Call of Duty this, so they, this year. So they it's, both uh, moved into October, though? 10-16. That's funny. Yeah. 
So, and I think, what did we say Call of Duty was... What is the 29th of October? Jump up at me. My brother's birthday? Yeah, that's it. Thought so. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Uh, 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 October 12th is Call of Duty, and the 16th is Battlefield. Holy crap. Oh, it's going to be a lot of first-person shooting. Man. You think that matters at all, as far as sales go i think it's two different well, audiences either, for the most part yeah. well it's either that will go up against red dead so <laughs> so come out in march we've talked about this yeah. there's got to be some pun there for red dead and dead on arrival or something i don't know it would be funny if they were the only game that launched for those two weeks everyone cleared out and oh. was like nope we're not even gonna try I mean, if you're smart oh, you won't be anywhere near the middle of october oh my god can you imagine yeah, yikes. I feel we had this last time, though. I'm sure it, a year or two ago it was the same. There it was, was one was game coming November. out. Well, also remember when they stuck Titanfall 2 in between Battlefield 1 Which and... Which was real uh, stupid on uh, EA's Call of Duty part. Yes. Putting out two giant first-person shooters a week apart from each other. Like, Granted, they should be different audiences. Space-jumping, first-person shooter, realistic old-timey warfare like two different games but i feel like titanfall 2 probably would have done a lot better if it didn't come out right next to battlefield kind of silly yeah since ea (laughs) owns them both well you know the conspiracy theory is that ea didn't know respawn at the time but the conspiracy theory is that they put them there to purposely semi-tank so their value would decrease so they could (laughs) buy them (laughs) Oh my god, that makes so much sense. I hate it. <laughs> Unfortunately, kind of does, doesn't wow. it? <laughs> huh. Oh, Interesting. Your stock has gone down. Wow. I don't know how that Come happens. I guess now's the time to jump in. <laughs> Come join the family. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's Because uh, it, I don't know if you guys remember at the time, like Respawn devs were, were verbally unhappy on Twitter about the whole release window and... Because basically you would see fans be like, why are you guys releasing this now? Seems kind of dumb. And they're like, yeah, we agree. <laughs> we know this is dumb. It's like, oh, okay. Our hands well, are tied. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, it's you know it, I feel like we say this every year, but it's going to be a lot of freaking games coming out this fall. It's only so. going to get worse and worse every year. Yeah. Yep. Best send my wife out to work some more. All right. <laughs> Somebody put in that OT. Support Come on, yeah. gaming habits. Yeah, support my habits, woman. Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Doc. I don't know why she, she comes in and says, "Where's the dinner?" and slaps me. So <laughs> <laughs> it evens out. Yeah. Oh man, it's fine. Um, it's fine. Any other things that we definitely need to talk about here? Anything uh, we may have missed? That was a pretty pretty deep dive. Lots of info. Yeah. Pretty much just leading I up just to read E3. something that says no more Dorito aiming. I don't know what that means. Oh, uh, sorry, I skipped over that. So uh you know how you spot people in battlefield, oh, you basically you hold triangle. that one bumper yeah. and you see the little triangle, people call it Doritos. Uh Okay. They have done away with that. I, they, they didn't go further. What that means, they just literally go no more Dorito aiming. I'm just like, okay, fair, <laughs> cool. Okay, cool. What's the only way to pick up points? That and freaking giving people health. <laughs> oh jeez, you have to step up your game this time around. I'm gonna have to start shooting. Yep. 
with yeah. my three clips. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait for the I can't wait for the moment where Risky's got like a Thompson in one hand, he's dragging like Chocolate's ankle in the other, and be like, "We're gonna make it! We're gonna make it! Hold on!" <laughs> Chocolate's like, "I'm fine, just." You know, we're gonna capture A. We're gonna do it. I hope they I'm do helping. away with apples and blooming everything else. It used to drive me mad. Capturing apples. All the, all the point names. And Edward. The names. Oh god. Oh, yeah. 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 But drive me nuts. I don't know if those are. Maybe they changed the names in between the two world wars. Maybe. I, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Too funny. Um. All right. So we got the Doritos out of the way. Um, alright I think we're good on that then yeah excited for Battlefield sounds good sounds good we're all excited Um, alright well we'll get you guys out of here thanks for tuning in and we'll uh, we'll go through some plugs here quick if you want to reach out to us and the show you can find us on Twitter at CAG Podcast Um, same thing on Instagram Um, make sure to follow us there Uh, we do a decent amount of tweeting chocolate right usually I do, I do yeah i i need to jump on instagram and i'm still confused some on more. what we we're gonna instagram just pictures of our faces and stuff i think that's what we should do yeah <laughs> microphone when it's uh time to podcast no i think it should just be a lot of selfies of the three hosts yeah well yeah. we'll have to send them to doc so he can photoshop them all together so we can pretend we're all in a studio <sighs> perfect we are don't we are <laughs> High five, yes. guys. Yeah, right there. It just happened. Yep. yep. You're the only one that clapped, I think. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> we are also part of the 16-ounce gaming family, so if you want to reach out to us on Discord, there's a link for that in the description, as well as a Facebook page and YouTube. We'll post our content in both those places. Um, and if you ever want to chat with us and a bunch of other people, um, hop into Discord. That's where we're all pretty active in there. Um, if you ever want to have conversations about games, about whatever, literally whatever, um, Discord's a great place to be in the show notes. Um, as far as me, I'm Risky the Kid everywhere. Um, how about you guys? I'm ChocolateBam80. You can catch me on Twitter. ChocolateBam80 on Twitch TV as well. Um, me and Risky stream. Uh, Risky's on Mixer. And myself, I'm on Twitch, obviously. Thank you. So yes, I am. come stop by, say hello. Definitely. Duck. Uh, Doc H1X1 everywhere. Well, all right. <laughs> That's okay, it. Cool. Well, we will catch you all next week. And thanks for coming. Take What's that noise? You guys hear that? What is it? Hang on. Okay, insert sound here. (laughs) Perfect. Nailed it. Yes! Right. Um...